You are now listening to Bet Your Ash with Cornelius and McGee. Bet Your Ash. No Cornelius today. Got Connor in his seat. Squeaking a little bit, but you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you got we're a loud here. seat. We're loud here. seat. We're good. The, the the seats in room B on the studio level of Capital Cigars are a little noisy. Yeah, we need a little WD forty, but you know, right. all right. So we got Connor and Cornelius' seat. I am still McGee, and we are still going to start where we always start. Sure. The question is, what are we smoking today? Well, I have the name for it. You have the answer. I have the name for you it. It's the, uh, the straight jacket. The straight jacket is by Asylum. 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 Uh, they enlisted Kristen Roa, who's actually kind of part of their parent brand. Okay. Right? And he helped. Um, he helped with the blending on this specific cigar. This cigar, they they consciously intended to try to make the strongest, like boldest cigar they've ever made. And Asylum's kind of known for a bolder okay. smoke, right? And so um, this is all Nicaraguan. So all Nicaraguan puro, and. Um, You'll see there's like a chocolatey node to the outer wrapper that kind of dominates the flavor profile a little bit. It's pretty good cigar, man. It's yeah. a pretty good cigar. Here's I've a cutter. I've been literally smelling it this it whole time good, right, right now. It smells delicious. Yeah, it's it's got like a 90 rating on on uh on on uh, uh cigar aficionado and okay. it's it's a real it's a well-renowned cigar. It's one of the more renowned cigars from the Asylum brand. And uh, it's I I mean I enjoy it. I've had it a couple of these in, in my in my day, and uh, the the richness is is noticeable. You'll see, and uh, we'll talk about it more. Yeah. After we smoked on it for a little bit. Yeah, it's nice too. I'm glad. Uh, been smoking a lot more cigars lately too. Obviously, yeah. since I'm always here. Yeah. So uh, trying to step it up the boldness. Yeah. Um. This is a good. This is a good one to kind of test where you're at. Where you're at on that. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. This is a, this is a serious cigar. Um. Cool. So I'm glad you're here. Me too. Cause I don't now, think we've done this before, have no, we? Just, not, it's, no, never maybe, maybe once. Maybe once. Maybe once. I don't know. I, I can't remember if we have. Um, oh, this is out of. Hold on. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pause the recording so I can go get gas in yeah. the light. Shout out to my brother Hickory. He sent me this really dope St. Dupont lighter for my birthday. Had it engraved with the I BYA. It. It's really nice. The thing is, it's really skinny, so yeah. it, it, you have to refill it. Club right, you know. Yeah, it's but, a, it's like the best travel lighter though, and it matches with your cutter. Oh yeah, look sharp. It's look, a classy look here. That definitely yeah. is. Yeah. So shout out to my brother, keep me laced up, man. That was nice to him. Um, so I don't want to see him. This is gonna come out wrong. I'm not glad Neil's not here. I know why you're glad though. Why? Because we get to talk about the terrible March Madness. We situation. do get to talk about. Oh that. yes. He never gets to talk. Never. He never wants to talk never. about college sports. The other thing is, you can't really talk basketball with him without him bringing up that Michael Jordan is or is better than LeBron James, oh, like, God. and how I much mean, he hates Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he has like these these notes. He hits every it's just basketball like, yeah, it's conversation. Like a, it's like a retort. It's like an itch. <laughs> it's just like basketball, like Michael Jordan. What's up? You know? <laughs> but. Yes, we can talk about we can talk about college basketball. You nailed it, or the lack thereof of this craziness that's going on. It's been a, I guess I didn't pay enough attention all regular season. Same here, but it's been uh, I have been paying a lot of attention to the tournament, and it's been exciting. You know, oh, yeah. it's been I like upsets. You know, and I've been like, ma, what's it called like uh, NCAA ma college basketball. I've it's never been like my forte for gambling ever. Yeah, so didn't really touch any bets. 
for the first till like the Elite Eight. Smart. Started off great. Baylor and over. Yeah. Love Baylor. I've been talking about Baylor on the Nebraska Hour. Then uh, Michigan, unfortunately, you know, uh, took some... Took some skin off me, I would say, a little bit. A, they, a little got bit good. they got me yeah. good when they beat Florida State Did you watch that game Saturday. yesterday? I watched the second half. Wide open three-pointer. My yeah. man. Yeah. Airball. Airball. Oh, my gosh. I think I could have done that. I, I mean, yeah. I, I could definitely <laughs> airball, you know? I do like, you know, I like seeing an 11 seed making the final four, going yeah. from the first four to the, you know, the final four. And because it's one of, like, the names that's synonymous with college basketball. I mean, it's UCLA. It's still, it doesn't really feel like an underdog, you know. True. But true. They certainly are. I mean, they weren't given the credit. They're coming. We both heard Timmy Nebraska. Anytime you bring up the Pac-12, he talks about how soft they are. You know. Hates them. <laughs> Hates them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, they were great, and uh, I mean, they're the first. They're the second uh, first four team to, or right. second VCU was VCU in the first was four? the first one. Yeah. It was a few years, back. and they were a bigger. They were a longer seed. Like they were like the fourteen or something 12? like that. Yeah, like that thing. That. Was, yeah. Um. Coincidentally, Sean Gaspard got hired at Marquette. He's leaving <laughs> Texas to go to Marquette. Really? I at first I was like, why would he do this? Why would anybody leave Texas, which is like a big boy athletic program, yeah. to go to Marquette? And then I found out he's from Wisconsin. And oh, so okay. there's probably a tie. There's probably some sort of tie yeah. there. Probably paid attention as a kid. Or, yeah, and you also know. with like last year probably not playing and stuff like that. It makes you like reevaluate. Like, oh, we'll be closer to home and all that stuff as well. You know, you know it's probably not the easiest to be a, a head coach of a Texas sport and not dominate. Right, yeah. like there, that fan base isn't gonna stand for no, that. We all, not patient. Not we've patient. all seen Friday Night Lights. You know, Billy, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton was getting thrown off his lawn. It was, it was, it was great. They ran out Mac Brown, who was their guy. Yeah. You know, so they're they're not scared they're to run. Very, yeah, not yeah. really. He probably felt a bit of pressure because of that. I would say that yeah. they're not the most forgiving people, but I mean, like that's embedded. Like the teams we face, even as young kids before high school, before middle school. Like we're all Texas teams, like in the yeah. uh, the the Pop Warner Super Bowl. Oh and, yeah, but like still very unforgiving as well. Like yeah, very. This is it goes like religion, high school football. football yeah, you know, and some barbecue. Like, Every once in a while, you you catch a show where it's like uh, about parents, sport parents, and oh, yeah. oh, it's always said Texas. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it's some dad sitting there with a big lip of tobacco, some yeah. flip flops. Screaming at Saturday morning <laughs> practice. My God, this is practice right now. It even happens with high school baseball down there, big time yeah, too. Definitely. I always heard. Um, and I'm, you know, Marquette's not a horrible place to be. You know, they're, no, they're a good basketball. They've school. got a Great cool. They got a cool history with you know Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, a handful yeah. of other guys. So you can you can go into, especially in the Midwest, you can go into a kid's living room and be like, look, we got a history of putting guys in the uh, in yeah. the NBA. And I got a history of taking smaller schools, you know, deep in, 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 in into the NCAA. Let's go put on a show for two years and then get you in the NBA. Yeah. And who's going to say no to that? You grow up in Milwaukee. Exactly. You, you get to be kind of close to home. I, I don't know. Eat cheese curds and shoot three-pointers, man. They're going to love it up there. There you That'd go. So maybe this is the job he's always wanted. Yeah, know? I could see. Yeah, something like that could definitely be, like, a huge factor. And, I mean, great recruiting class, like you said. D-Way, Jimmy Buckets and stuff. Like, you know, you might have, like, a little – Tip, he might have something like like the new new classes coming on in or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. I imagine. I mean, I love doing this show. Yeah. But if part of the interruption call that asked me to take over Tony Kornheiser's seat and I have the chance to go home to D.C. 
conquering would, lion status. Oh yeah, right. I'm 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 jumping. And you would call me and be like, "Yo, I need you to grab my computer and my speakers <laughs> out of the office, send them to this address. I'll see you never." <laughs> if cool. you're in DC, we'll Hit do dinner. Hit me up. <laughs> I know some good restaurants, although I don't know what's still open. I mean, I haven't really hung out. I should go back sometime. I haven't really hung out in my hometown in a long time. Yeah, every time I go there, like back to my hometown, I'm like running around seeing everybody and kind of making the best of one trip. I don't really yeah. go back to like the Chi- like Chicago, you know, I'm never in Chicago, but I'm, f- I'm 45 minutes away. Yeah. So I'm always just around there. I definitely need to go back and just like hit up like two people. Just kind of like, keep it chill. Let's do a downtown thing. You yeah. know, like this one be me day, a me day. I'm thinking about a Chicago trip this summer. I'm going to look at the, um, the baseball schedules and see if I can't go in one weekend, do both. Wrigley and is it still Comiskey? No, it has no. a name now. They sold naming rights. It's like six names. So it's my mom always called it Comiskey Park. Then it went to, I believe, US Cellular. Cellular. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Then it went to like Discount Bank or some, some weird stuff. And it's already on its fourth name. Really? In my lifetime. Yeah. Like within like 10 years, I think. Naming rights are interesting. Yeah. Every, I, I remember here when Sports Authority went yeah. under, and one of the, I think it was Native Roots. But it not was positive. Native Roots. That was actually uh, a month after I started. And they, I was like, put up a, they put up a huge offer, yeah. and NFL was like, no. It know? was actually on April 1st, so it was about probably like a year ago or two years ago, yeah. like four years ago today. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, and then one of the owners, Red, who, you know, we know, yeah. um, he gets on, like, all the t- uh, the news channels. Yeah, like, he did it for publicity. Yeah. First off, he goes, this is not an April Fool's joke. Right, this like, is a real offer. We yeah. want Mile High Stadium right there. I'm like, can I get, like, a hot box seat it's or something perfect. like that, bud? Like, this would be great. It's Mile High Stadium. It's pretty perfect to, for a weed dispensary. Yeah, I would but, probably still be with that company to get some <laughs> to get a little bit of benefits from that. Yeah, the NFL, I think the NFL was pretty active in telling. I don't think the Broncos ever considered it. But, I mean, I'm, no. I, I, I think the NFL was making sure they didn't consider it. So. Yeah. I also remember, I know American Airlines Arena in, in Miami just changed their name. And I for, it's like a, some, some company in the, in, the, uh, in the crypto space. I forget the actual name. Uh. It's like TRX or something like that. You know, but it's, it's a three-letter name. But I TRX, remember, that might be Tron. I don't know. That'd be cool. Name I don't know. But it's definitely somebody in the crypto world because Miami is trying to position themselves as the American hub of crypto, and they're Smart. they're already offering all employees of the city can get their their pay in in Bitcoin. Really? Yeah, it's pretty interesting what they're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, now it's a little shady. I mean, crypto is a very easy way to launder dirty cash. Yeah. And Miami has historically been the epicenter. Of you, you don't you don't say you don't say. So huh. I never thought of it that way. It's almost perfect. Yeah, it's oh, almost yeah. perfect. And, but, but I mean, like with everything, the now there's NFTs out there. Yeah. Like. As you know, gamblers and uh, people. Yeah, we pay attention to the world. We pay attention to it as well. And it just seems like a very quick thing to be like, okay, yeah, I can launder money. And it's like the art complex. Like, buy a stick figure for me and I can charge you 100K. Yeah. It's weird. But I remember when they first were, I don't know if the contract was winding up with American Airlines or one of one or the either the venue or the or American Airlines was looking for an out. But when they were first looking to change the name, um, the bang bro, the bang bus dudes Shut put in an offer, up. and they wanted to be the bang bus center, which the acronym would be BBC. No way! 
way. Oh my god. So that didn't go over. <laughs> yeah, for multiple reasons right there. But it's a it's a pretty brilliant marketing strategy to submit an offer. Yeah. And just to get the the publicity. All the attention. Right? And yeah. they did it. It worked for Native Roots too out here. And you can, like write that off as well. Like that's marketing for you, right? Yeah. You know, I, I imagine your 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 cost on submission is minimal. It's administrative yeah. cost. Absolutely. You know, and it's a couple hundred bucks to file the papers to submit it or something. Just like if you apply to a college, it's a $45 application yeah. fee. You know, it's something along those lines. You can apply lines. to Harvard all you want. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then you can literally tell everybody you know, hey, my application's in at Harvard. You know, it's the exactly what Native Roots did oh. here and exactly what like Bang Bros did, did in, Smart in Miami. Right there. Yeah. And if those of you or those of you listeners who don't know what Bang Bus is, that's fine. It's worth a Google search. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth a Google. Yes, it is. Uh, there's certain things that's you know it's okay to Google and, and learn about. Do you know you know this basketball player who just got traded from the uh, the Magic to the, the Boston Celtics? His name's oh, no. Evan Fournier. Great, great. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, great French basketball player. Don't Google his last name. Ah, it's like the name of a disease that affects a certain male part. No, and if you accidentally get an image search, you're not gonna you might accidentally have to. You might get ill. You know, <laughs> traumatize yourself. Apparently, it's very yucky. Yucky, very yucky. We all know. We all know the one term that everybody used Google back in the day, but I'm not even gonna bring it up. Yeah, but it's a fake thing though. I found out on uh, the show Big Mouth. And it was like, because they're all going through puberty and they're all like, <laughs> is this disease really? Like, will my dick explode? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, it's like, it's a myth. You like that show, huh? You're I big love, on that one. I loved like the first three, like the first season was amazing. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't really like, finished the uh, four season, kind of when I accession it all out. But dude, it's great. It's kind of like the, it's like the Seinfeld characters get animated and they, you know, they just get put through puberty. And the whole like complex with the best characters are like the puberty monsters, the whole yeah. monsters or whatever. They're fucking great. I've never got sucked in, but I have a couple friends who have like middle age, teenage, like middle year teenage kids who yeah. like swear by it. Oh, yeah. Swear by it. It's pretty spot on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I should check it out sometime. Yeah, it's good. Um, I I just watched WandaVision. Oh, I haven't got on that yet. Awesome. My homies just like get through the first three episodes and it's like, it's the best. Once you get comfortable with what's happening and once yeah. you get a feel for, once you like get an idea of the situation, it gets really interesting. And it tells a lot of the backstory. Um, it just fills in a couple gaps that I didn't even realize. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's the best thing with like these extended universes, all these little platforms is getting all the stuff that you like are... Usually not given. Like yeah. the if Game of Thrones wasn't the biggest show in the world, they may have not been doing this other spin-off series, which people could like elaborate on as well. But like this is gonna clear up a lot of stuff as well. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff getting thrown in it. That's an interesting one that you bring off. I, I, I saw that the spin-off, it's like a prequel. Yeah. Right. And I I heard I remember when Game of Thrones, the show was finishing, they had greenlit four pilots by yeah. four different t- uh, showrunners to see which ones they, they were, maybe we made two or of these, but they, they wanted to see which ones might work. Um, I read, you know, I don't know if you know this, I've read all of the Game of Thrones books. All really? the prequel books from like back in the day, all the spinoff books. Hell like, yeah. All of them. And if they can keep to some of that backstory, like, and really stick to some of the stuff in the books, could be really good. I could see them doing, it's like HBO now, or HBO Max is going to be the biggest, and I've said this like a few months back, but I think they're going to be the biggest. They're going to take out Netflix. 
They're going to probably do better numbers than like Disney or something yeah. in a weird way because like all the same day of movie theaters and they're just going to have all the attention. Yeah. So I know they're doing like out of the four prequels, there was like Robert Baratheon, which is like really right before nice Game Armenian. of Thrones. Is it, what is it? What is it? <laughs> it sounds like a nice Armenian play. <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there was like the... Like the Duncan and Aegon or whatever, which yeah. is like the two I, I know you, That's you the, would know. The dude, well, I don't know if you like it's he's kind of obscure in the um in the in the show, but he was the original like uh old guy in charge of the black of the guys up that take the black that yeah, are up yeah, on the wall. Yeah, yeah. He's like the old guy who's the night's blind. Watch. Yeah, the night's watch. He's like the blind like leader yeah. of that and he ends up not making it. Um that that's his backstory. That's okay. how that story will tell you how he got to where he is. Cause it's it's that's an interesting story. I said that might be cool too, because it probably may pick a successor and all that stuff as oh, well. Yeah. I figured like that would be great. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. It's and like good. I I really hope I mean, granted now it's like the probably one of the most expensive series, if not the most one ever shot. I would imagine. And but I mean I would like to do like to have a little bit more of like side stories and stuff like yeah. that. Like the WandaVision. Maybe it's not yeah. so much money thrown at it, but I mean, like, it's attention to detail, and that's what they're great at. Yeah. Like, they've... And you can set it in a specific setting. Like, a, yeah. you know, you don't have to have it all over this entire all world the Westeros, you where know, it's going to cost be, you shit tons to make. Yeah, you don't want none of that. I uh, mean, Game of Thrones was, you know, they had to recreate Westeros, different aspects of Westeros, plus the Easteros stuff, all the stuff where, you know, they're, the, they're with the... What are the guys on the on the horses? I forget. But uh, Drago and his people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that wasn't even that was like no, the, East. Yeah. You know? And then they had to go to uh, for Dorne or whatever. Like my one of my favorite characters was the Prince of Dorne. The yeah, guy the guy with the love the yeah. cocky guy. Like that was great. In the books, the stuff in Dorne is like so interesting, man. It's it's really some of my favorite stuff. I need to get on those books. The books are. It was like an entire winter. You know what it was? I started watching the show and I watched like the first couple episodes. And I was like, let me shut this down now. Really? And I stopped and I read all the books. It was like one whole winter out here. I need to have and that then, restraint in my and life. And then I hopped back. I started back over on episode one. I liked, I liked that I did it. So my brother has like one of my favorite, I would say, analogies or questions to figure out really who you are as a person. And one of his questions is like, who's your favorite character of Game of Thrones? Because it really does say a lot about you, yeah. I would say, as a person. So who if you had to pick one? Wow. I know mine like hands down. Yeah. I mean, the easy answer is Jon Snow, because he's like, you know, depicted as the hero throughout. Yeah. But he's not my favorite. At no, all. exactly. Because there's so many dynamic there's so characters. Many good ones. That's why like picking one is like it really resonates to like who you see, who you would see yourself as wow. in that world. My favorite is actually out of the story and like the second, you know, like Oh, Early yeah, on, yeah, it's yeah. Ned Stark. Yeah. It's the dad. Spoiler alert. And then you yeah. <laughs> Damn it. If I ruined it, for, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it was literally eight years ago or yeah, nine yeah, years ago. Right? You're a little bit late. Um, but the reason I, I always liked him is that even after he dies, he's a part of the story through his kids. Yeah. And maybe it's some sort of, because uh, I'm never probably never going to have any. Maybe it was some sort of weird vicariously living through him look at this good father ah, I can see kind that. of a thing and so it was like appealing to me but I always liked him I always liked uh, I always liked Drago just because he was a badass exactly um, 
Yeah, and those were probably my two yeah, favorites. And like the first one's usually the guy you you resonate with, and that's a that interesting a, is you know interesting point. Yeah, I absolutely love Littlefinger. Yeah, and like I when can I, see that uh, you're, you you're definitely can see that. You got a, a little, little bit, you know. To you, yeah. But like I like him because of like how important he was to the story. Because yeah. without Littlefinger, there is no Game of Thrones. Right. Like from, he was, from day one, he, right. before even we. Get to the first episode. Yeah. He's already told he already took out that guy. Him and the eunuch are like the two oh, yeah. that like keep the game going. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're facilitating all the inner workings and, and uh, everything. The, there's so many cool fan theories about that as well. Oh, like yeah. the unit, like there's a merman fan there's theory. A there's on him. awesome. Yeah. Oh, there's a backstory. And on like him. I don't know if it'll come out in the show. See, in, but in the book, I remember like I I read it, but like in the book, it was like it was one of my favorite fan theories I wish was true but it was like because Arya went downstairs in the first season into the basement by all the water and it's like oh, I shouldn't hear anybody come or, uh, come up or anything no footsteps and like yeah just these two guys talking and he always is so silent and it's yeah. just like he's a mermaid so, could be so, maybe I don't know maybe um, but this cigar I can, I is can, great though no I was way. gonna go back <laughs> I see what you did there yeah I can actually connect Game of Thrones and back into sports though how was that because Aaron Rodgers did an episode of Game of Thrones Aaron Rodgers does a cameo as a Nightwalker on one of the episodes. Shut up. So I did not know that. That gets us back to football. Aaron Rodgers didn't get traded. But yeah. you're a Bears fan. I know. How do you feel about your new your I, new quarterback, your new Bears? Your I new think everything? I'm more fo- – yeah, I could give a shit right now about Aaron Rodgers' situation. Um, from what I could see through the social medias is that – I don't want to, like, base my response or my, like – viewpoint on how everybody else is feeling but I mean it just feels like we're just getting kicked in the nuts again like once more like Andy Dalton just gets quoted to be the starting quarterback as well and he's it's, a pro he's a pro I mean and shit he has better is a better uh, record or history than yeah, anybody he, else we and had. he did it on a bad team he, did it on a bad he team. took a bad organization to the playoffs when nobody else could yeah and then you know except I mean he he got injured I think it was a concussion and last year, and then got COVID while he was out. Yeah. But when he was in last he year, he was looking good. Cowboys, he looked fine. He looked fine. Uh, it's an upgrade. You got, you know, you might have, you might lose a little in athleticism from Mitchell Trubisky to to Andy Dalton. Yeah. But what you're getting is a confidence. What you're getting is a guy who's been there before, right? Exactly. And, and who could sit in that pocket and who was like took a couple hits on the chin. Yeah. That, I think that's a big thing of what we need. However, like a lot of Bears fans seem that have that same attitude as you, like, oh, yeah. Andy Dalton. It's just it, it, it becomes great. It is an upgrade. And by getting him through free agency, you didn't have to give up assets like you would have if you went and got Russell Wilson. True. Right? If you would have gotten Russell Wilson, you're a worse team with a better quarterback. Yeah. This way you're you're still growing as a team. You know, you're you're still you're a little bit better of a team with a little bit better of a quarterback. Like I, I think that this kind of makes more it, sense, more than, longevity. You know, yeah, yeah. and I've term. seen a lot more um, like receivers and other like position players, like they're re- extending their contracts yeah. and everything like that. So, like, hopefully, for what we ha- can have is a self salvageable year. I would say, you know, but I mean, with Rogers still in Green Bay and how they looked last year, I think it's just still going to be uh, still going to be a few more years for us. Yeah, you know? you're a year away from being I a year think away. We really need <laughs> to go back again and like. The Mitchell Trubisky thing is gonna haunt us forever. Yeah, like it's the we've had terrible draft picks, but this is the this is the worst. However, we probably could have got 
lucky because we probably would have went for Deshaun Watson, who's probably not going to be playing football. We don't. I, I don't want to get political. But yes, I, you you're know, right. you're right. I, I, it's weird. Like if if he is guilty of everything he's accused of being guilty of. Yeah. Like that's sad. And I hope that's, you know, I hope it's not true. For I hope it's not the, true for, for everybody the, involved. For the victims or alleged victims or whatever. Everybody yeah. involved. At the same time, like I can see a shady, rich, oh, white owner of a football team in Texas having uh. his lawyer friend dig some shit up. And so like, yeah, like I, on one hand, I don't believe it. On the other hand, I I think I just don't want to believe it. Yeah, yeah I think and that's where I think all of us are at. Deep in my heart, I, I suspect it, it might be absolutely accurate. Yeah, and that sucks. And like it's it's just something that like I don't try to bring it up that much, but. Every time before we record this or, you know, the Nebraska Hour, some more information pops up. And it's just, it's so, you, again, we don't want to be too, right. we, we really hope it's not true for everybody. For everybody. Everybody involved. Yeah, yeah. However, once these numbers start compiling up, it becomes the Bill Cosby complex. But And even if it's one person, like, I don't ever want to be the kind of person who automatically assumes that somebody is lying about being victimized in any situation. Yeah. Right? So. Whereas I'm a football fan, I like watching homie play football. I want him to be a saint, you know, off the field and not be guilty of any of this stuff. On the other hand, I want to I want to come from a place of belief because I don't want to believe that anybody would bullshit about something that serious. Yeah, true. You, even if it's for money, true. you know what I mean. So um, it's it's a weird it's a weird situation. Yeah, it's a, it, it definitely is, yeah. and you know, obviously, time will tell. So. We could well, we could address that as well, but yeah, like it's. But as a Chicago a sports fan, yeah, it's an interesting time because very interesting. The Bears at least seem to maybe have improved a little bit, but they're not going to be great. The White Sox are are looking great. Are looking really good. Yeah, the Cubs are have been over the last couple of years like part of the conversation. Exactly, not what they were going through for they have hundred had a years. Great spring training right yeah. now. If they keep on hitting the way they are, like Jacques, like all of these people, like yeah. they may have the most right. home. They had a they, dude, he hit like seven home runs he's in spring training. Like he's just teeing off on everybody. So like if this comes to this power hitting situation and we could get down on our pitching situation, like I could see, I could see, you know, Dodgers, Cubbies, wow. Bazin late. And like, wow. I don't know. But like, you got to worry about the Padres also. What about Padres? And uh, yeah. but and uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but. You might have to be concerned with the Mets later. Yeah. I wouldn't start the season concerned. Like, That's see true. if they can live up, you know, to some expectations for once. But maybe later, you never know. That, yeah. It's, if it's not this year, it'll be next year or the year after. But at some point, the Mets are going to make a run in the playoffs. They have money. They have a new attitude. They have a decent roster. They did what the Cubs did in, like, 2013, I would say. You know? they. I mean, the Cubs have the reason why I could put them higher in contention as like not as just a sports fan and yeah. as like a gambling mindset is they have a consistent squad. They have yeah. everybody there. They still have their their superstars. I mean, and they got David Ross as GM. Like, I mean, there's a lot of good. He's a cubby. He is a cubby. He, yeah. He's like the last pitch ever his at bat. Yeah. Ever, last game ever. He tees off a deep center home run. Like to tie. Oh, my God. Game seven, Greg. <laughs> oh, I was a happy kid. Happy kid. So, and then uh, on top of that, the Bulls. Seem to have made some really good trades, not just for this season, but moving going forward. Yeah. So I I wouldn't be that concerned of the fact that they've lost uh, a couple games since they True. added Vucevic because he's gonna have to get in sync with uh, with that team and what yeah, they're doing. And Plus, 
they were kind of starting, you know, with a couple games back. Like they're they're trying to make a run at the playoffs, yeah. right? It's it's very different from Aaron Gordon also leaving the Magic coincidentally and joining the Nuggets who were in a much better position standing wise, yeah. you know, at team building wise, and they and had the MVP He's candidates. the icing. He's the icing on the cake. Vucevic is going to be the main ingredient of the new cake. Yes, you know, and that's that. so it's a little different. And yeah, team. and I think but God, those two players must be so happy right now, seriously, because they're not Magic. Oh, they're not Magic right now, and like. <laughs> When we go into the Nuggets, we're getting a possible MVP season now, like salvageable oh, yeah. off of like Jokic, like I think, deep run. I think it's brilliant what the Nuggets have done. Seriously, They've I think they, I think the Bulls or... and uh, the Nuggets did the best on the. Yeah, I think sure. so too. The Nuggets have been pretty good in front office wise over the last, let's say, ten years. Uh, ever since they made the decision to move on from George Carl and and yeah. that thing, they've slowly built, rebuilt, and and built up a, a great team. And I think. Um, Aaron Gordon's a great addition. He he plays great defense. He he can go up and get rebounds, and then he'll catch a lob and just throw it through the hoop with up. like with a big smile on his face. Thank and you. in his first interview, you could see him glowing. You could see him like you could tell in his head. He's like, oh my god, I'm gonna go to the playoffs and might win again. Straight up, like this, straight crazy. up. And so he, that. That attitude is going to be infectious. Like, I th- and I think he really does help out Joker. I think he, like his play, like you said, is going to really minimize some steps, minimize some movement, and give yeah. some more minutes on Joker on the floor. Yeah. Or if he has to take more time off, he's a you know a great uh, substitute or whatever. But like, yeah, no, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they go from here on out to the playoffs. I think so too. And I think the Nuggets were comfortable pulling the trigger on some right now moves with him and Javale. Because, um, you know, the Lakers have their two best players injured. Yeah. And we don't know how bad that Anthony Davis injury is. Seriously. Because when when I hear quad, I worry about Achilles right away. Yeah. Right? We saw what happened with, with Kevin Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um and then that's a good point. And then with and then also the high ankle sprain that LeBron has, it's something that it's not like everybody's back in three weeks. No. Some people are out six weeks. Some people are out two yeah. weeks. Some, like, everybody's different. So, And he's never really had injuries in his career. True. And so, you know. And a high ankle, the shin area, like, that. that's a fragile tough spot. Yeah, tough you're not, spot. you don't have much to work with. So the Lakers are, are a little beat up. The Jazz are kind of regressing to the mean. Like, we knew, like, this first half of the season was incredible. Yeah. But I, we kind of expected they weren't going to keep that up. Yeah. Damon, like Damon, the Blazers. I don't want to use the word imploding, but it seems like something's not right over there. Yeah. Um. Now it might. They just did add. Uh. What's that guy's name? Ah, oh, shit. They did make a trade with. Um. Man, I'm blanking. With the me, me as well. Yeah. They upgraded a little bit. They made one big move. And like with, uh, Gary with... Trent Jr. is who they traded. I forgot who they okay. bring in. Oh, they brought in. Uh. From from um from the Toronto slash Tampa Raptors, Norman Powell. Okay, and I think he's good. He played he played serious minutes in the finals a couple years with with a couple years ago when they won with uh with with Kawhi Leonard. Yep, and that brings a little yeah uh, experience. To, and to I the mean, team. like we see, it's a good point you brought, brought up, like not the imploding, but the act of or whatever. They, but they still. Show up against big name teams. Yeah, they always do. And that's the thing is like, so uh, if they can get. They're dangerous in the playoffs. They're they're extremely dangerous. And then we talk about the Jazz regressing, but the the team that I'm a little worried about in the West is the Suns. Like, I'm not so worried about the Clippers because they're the Clippers and they're going to clip. 
Right? That's yeah. what the Clippers do. Yeah. Right? So, but the, the Suns, I think, could come out of nowhere and do some damage in the playoffs, too. They got a deep team. Really, yeah. a lot of talent on that team. Um, and But my point is, the Nuggets saw a window with an injured Lakers, a Clippers team that's underperforming, with a Jazz that might have peaked early, right? Like, they yeah. saw a window and they realized, let's... Let's Go it. for it. Let's roll yeah. the dice now. And I think it could work. I think a, and that was a big uh, topic that me and Tim were talking about, you know, pre-All-Star break. And it's like, how are they going to salvage this? And I remember this like four weeks ago. But, yeah, I think that window is like attacking when you can and being confident in your squad. And I yeah. think of any time right now, like you said, is post-All-Star break. Like, it's it's their game. Thank Have you, you been you've been betting the Nuggets a lot, right? A little bit. I've um you know, in spots, not How's, consistently. Is their spread been going up a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, but, but they've been covering. Last yeah, night, yeah. they, you know, last night they covered again. You know, they've been, um, they've been solid. Um, them and the Suns, I've been keeping an eye on both of those. I've been, I've been, I'm on the Heat tonight. Okay. I think the Heat had a couple bad games, but I, they're bouncing back already. Um, on, I don't know. There's, there's a couple teams I'm paying attention yeah. to more, but um, really now is when I really get into the NBA gambling. Is is approaching the playoffs and. That first round, first two rounds or so of the playoffs. There's so much action, and yeah. there's some there's some numbers that are gettable. Yeah, and like for not being an NBA better, pretty much before this this season, like consistently, I'm uh, I feel like learning, and like the it was weird to have this All Star break because I was as hot as anyone could be on NBA, and then All Star break happens, and I'm like, oh, I'm like getting back into it. I'm like, I feel like I don't even know these teams and anymore. And then all the trades, all the trades happen, exactly. and the team shuffle, and, and there's buyouts and stuff. Like there's that. a lot to like. There's a lot uh, for you know. Newer gamblers to learn like myself and to try to get with these try to get the windows. Last few weeks going into the playoffs, you want to really think about when you're looking at a game and you're considering a game. You want to think about motiva- uh, motivation, momentum. Those are the two big parts of the end of the season. I like that. The teams that are playing for the playoffs, they are positioning themselves seating wise, and they're getting their rotations down. Like they're figuring out not just their starting five, who's the first off the bench. Who's yeah, the, it's like they're preparing for the playoffs. Whereas the teams that are eliminated or soon to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, they're giving run to younger guys. They want to see who the, some of the talent that's on the yep. roster, if they should be investing forward. Now, sometimes those guys are going to go out and ball the fuck out because they want yeah. a paycheck, right? And Tyler Hero, can, shit. Right? And, but some of those guys on teams that aren't going to win are going to fuck up some people. Oh, Team A that's going to the playoffs is playing Team B who's definitely not going to the playoffs. Team B will come out and win that game just because those young guys are playing for contracts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They are motivated yeah. in the now, right? Whereas some of those teams that are already in are thinking six weeks from now. Yes. So there's there's spots. Giving rest, giving all that stuff as well. I there's think it's- spots where you can play some underdogs in these last couple of weeks of the regular season and make some money. But for the most part, the, the favorites cover – more at a higher rate, you yeah. know. So just be conscious of all that stuff huh, going when you're thinking like about games. Yeah. And then to go back to the Bulls, uh, if Levine and Vucevic and Marketing can like all coexist, the big guy situation in the in Chicago is solid. Straight right? up. It is solid. And then I think the, the kid from Florida State, and I know I'm biased because he went to Florida State, yeah. but the kid from Florida State's pretty good. And I think the I don't know. I think the roster going forward is going to be good. So yeah. I worry about the Bulls next year and the year after more so than this year. But they have a good squad. Now. And they're yeah, they're not going to have to be really dropping that many people. I think a lot of it's just going to be good additions, maybe some sidesteps. But yeah, like uh, they definitely 
like everybody said, like they they definitely want the trade deadline. But yeah, this year might not be salvageable. But uh, you know, moving forward, it definitely well, definitely could be a, back to maybe the D Rose era force force reckoning with situation. At worst case, they'll be in that playing game. Yeah. Maybe they get in there, get to play seven against the Nets or something, or get to play seven against the the Heat or Philadelphia and and win a game or two. Maybe they steal a game or two. But everything they're doing now is preparing for next yeah, season. Three, four, three, yeah, up to three, four years ahead. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah, they're they're a player or two away from having their own um, kind of all star squad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, something that can compete with some of the other teams in that in that Eastern Conference. Which is getting better slowly. It is. Um, well, what do you think of uh, what do you think of this cigar you got? This is amazing, right? I love this cigar. Do you, t- you taste that little chocolatey aftertaste? I'm tasting it like down to like down. I'm like over halfway through yeah. it now. It's nice. It's not like harsher. It's rich, but it's smooth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. And a lot of times when cigars try to make something that's bold or heavy or strong, it loses a smoothness. Yeah. First, like that's like the first thing it loses. Uh, and this is kind of um, was able to retain the smoothness that usually comes with a lighter cigar, but with a more dynamic, yeah, heavier you, you, flavor. You get definitely a little bit of like the flavor change, I would say, towards the end, a little bit more of like the heavier chocolatey yeah. type of notes and stuff. But yeah, I mean, like this is this is amazing. Pretty good. I'm really glad. Pretty good. Yeah. Asylum did a good job on this yeah. one. Was a little worried for the big boldness on this, but I'm like, nah, I, I, this, yeah. I might have found like my cigar. There's like, this not is great. like a, sometimes with a bold cigar, there can be like a little spicy or peppery kind of aftertaste. Yeah. A tingle that's not always comfortable. Um, and the smoothness of this chocolatey kind of outer wrapper kind of hides that. Here, yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's a great smoke. Yeah, this is on point. Yeah. Um, well, this was fun, man. This was fun. It's weird that we had to get rid of Neil to do a, 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 a Chicago con- yeah. sports check-in. <laughs> Let's. I, I do actually have one question for you towards the end. Yeah. Where do you think this Final Four is going? All right. I know we were shitting on Gonzaga early. Yeah. And like I've, I, I still want to like go down with the ship. So let's go through it. It's it's Gonzaga. It's Gonzaga. UCLA. Uh, Houston. Oh yeah, Houston. UCLA. Butler. Yep. Or boy, uh, Baylor. Baylor. I do, I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Um, on one hand, I I like Houston a lot. I've I've always liked Houston. I thought they were kind of underseated the last two years or two tournaments because we didn't have one last year. Um, but Baylor Dude. is like a really good team. A force to reckon with. Yeah. Their defense uh, and their height is absurd. Yeah. I think that. I think they get this. I think I they think get they, all. I think they probably win, but I think it's closer than. You know, like, I think Houston get, takes a run at it. Yeah. But I think Baylor will probably, you know, it'll probably be a relatively close game, but they'll probably take it. And then I want to say UCLA beats Gonzaga. Yeah. Because there's the whole, like, you know, the West Coast is ours, not yours kind of a thing. Right? It's always True. been UCLA's. And Gonzaga's always been trying to get their little piece from Spokane. But, or Spokane or Spokane? Whatever. Spokane, yeah. Um. But Gonzaga's really good. They don't really they have good. so few weaknesses that, oh. like, they're not going to beat themselves. And, and so, that's where, like, I think their biggest weakness was. They're not beating themselves. They don't have, like, you're not having a stadium filled of huge fans. Like, you're not, like, this, the mental aspect, I think, is almost removed, like, substantially a lot yeah. of this. Like, I mean, it's just go out there and play your game, you know? Yeah. It's a big, it's obviously big stakes. However, 
that's where they would crumble, you know, or, or traditionally in the past. So, yeah. like, I, that's why I think. I suspect it's going to be Baylor versus Gonzaga in the finals with Baylor winning it all. I'm taking Baylor. I think I, I'm about to look up some futures after this and see uh, before the game starts. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely. Baylor's great. The, the, the defense is up. Oh, you're not supposed to. At this point, the future, you're not going to make as much on the future as if you The bet, money line compounded. You bet everything. You bet whatever you want to risk on that future. You put it on the Baylor money line against Houston. It's just going to go up a little bit. Yeah. But then when they play Gonzaga, you put all of that a little that initial wager plus whatever you made on the first game, to all of that, that on the money line against Gonzaga. Then you're probably going to get a very small plus number. And you, long story short, you probably end up by adding to your nut and then doubling plus your nut. Yeah, you're, you're going to end up winning more than you would have. Yeah. With uh, with but. Consider it, if you're getting a big number with Baylor, bet it. But you're not. You're gonna get yeah. 175. You know. You know what I mean. You're, yeah, you're gonna so, be yeah. lucky if you see 200 on Baylor. That's what I'm saying. Because it's probably. I'm guessing. Um, in fact, if you want to look it up, we can see how close I am. Yeah. But I'm guessing the futures right now are like probably minus 150 on Gonzaga, plus 175 ish on Baylor, plus like. 350 or 400 on Houston and plus like 950 on a, a yeah. UCLA. I'm guessing. I, I haven't looked at any of them. I'm just yeah. guessing. Um, I bet I'm pretty close on that. I bet you're really close on um, that. Those numbers just seem like they're, you know, they're on point. They seem right. They right? seem exactly right. Um, I would like that Ace Rothstein job. I would like to be the guy who comes up <laughs> with yeah. the odds, you know? Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Get them big horn room glasses right there. Yeah, great. Yeah. He can still pick a number. Yeah, he can still pick a good. Yeah, they were mad about everything, but uh, they yeah. set me up. You know? They set me up and said, that's like, yeah, that's I like the too much to him. Best <laughs> full circle of the movie. Like, hey, at least like, you know, the job that got me all this crazy that's shit, right. you know? I love it. All right. Well, this was fun. It was a fun little check-in. I Anytime you want to just fire up some mics, we can always I do the podcast. Hell yeah. This was delightful. So thank you for your time. And um, cool. We'll, uh, we're on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's at BetYourAshPod. And we record Bet Your Ash in the studio level of Capital Cigars, 919 East Colfax Ave, Denver, Colorado, the finest cigar lounge ever opened. Yes, sir. And on that note, we'll talk to you guys next week. That was another episode of Bet Your Ash. We always like to say thank you. And this week, extra special thanks go out to Connor for joining us and sitting in and taking uh, Cornelius' seat, holding it down. Uh, We also would like to say thank you to Tyler and to Pinsky and to Casey and Corey uh, and Timmy Nebraska. The team's getting big. Team's getting getting strong. So uh, we record Bet Your Ash in the studio level of Capital Cigars, 919 East Colfax Ave. Whenever you're in Denver, this is where you should hang out. And thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you again.